Good morning. Good morning. This is Brenda Eshen Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And each day now, powerful days, intense days, people in suspense, people feeling almost on the edge of something, but we don't know what. And everyone is hoping, I hear this over and over again, <clears throat> hoping for the perfect outcome or the right outcome. That's a very reasonable wish. Want things to turn out right. We want things to turn out perfectly. We want things to turn out harmoniously. Or not. we all want things to turn out as we want them to turn out. And of course, the fascinating point is that everyone has a different opinion about what the right or perfect outcome is. This is not only for world events, it's for our personal day, our relationships, our finances, our work, whatever it is. We want it to turn out perfectly. I hear that word over and over. Let it turn out perfectly. Let it turn out harmoniously. And it hit me suddenly, how could it not turn out perfectly? Everything as it appears and as it occurs, moment by moment, is perfect. There it is. Here it is. Here it is. The reason we don't think it's perfect is because we want to change it. We don't like it. It's our personal response to it that makes it bad, wrong, horrible. We have to fight it. We have to kill. We have to burn things down. We have to do whatever we can do in order to make it perfect according to our particular desire and point of view. It's a very interesting and fascinating thing to look at. It's a phenomena, and it goes on across the boards, not just with big things, but with little things too. We will be obsessed all day long about how to fix something, how to change it, what it means, why it happened. Lose the whole day. Oh, look at that. It's sunny out. There are shadows on the buildings. They're beautiful. We don't see that. We're not present for anything else except that something something didn't turn out exactly as we wanted it. It didn't turn out perfectly or correctly. This is a very huge point in Zen practice, actually. Because if we sit and sit and just pay attention to this moment that as it comes to us, this breath as it comes to us, did this breath turn out perfectly? Well, it, it came as it came and it went as it went. And then the next breath came when we don't fixate on how it, the breath wasn't just the kind of breath I wanted, wasn't long enough, wasn't sweet enough, was jagged maybe. Some practices are just to control the breath, to change it, to make it perfect breath. And when we do that, of course, we impede the next breath that's coming, the next moment that's coming. We're not open to just allowing the moments to arise and subside as they do. Very, very, very interesting because if we just allow the moments or the outcome to arise as it does, we will 
and, and really be present for it without pushing it away, without hating it, without resisting it, just watching it, really being there, present with it, observing it, being with it, then we will see many things that we would not have seen ordinarily. In fact, we might see that whatever the outcome is right now is necessary for the next outcome to occur. Step by step by step, each moment brings new events and that's necessary for the next event to take place. And then the next event to take place and life goes on continually in this way, continually. You know, we can't get to sixth grade until we finish fifth grade. There are things we must learn along the way. There are experiences we must have as we move forward day by day. Or we... So it's a very interesting and a different way to look at the outcome that we're fighting so hard against. Because most of our lives can become just fighting outcomes or being very vigilant to make sure everything turns out the way I personally want it to turn out for me, for mine, for, or for whoever I think it would benefit, according to me, life according to me. But life itself has a much broader, wider, vaster point of view. <coughs> it encompasses so many more events than we can even imagine. It encompasses a very large, large, large flow of moments, and if you could call it even destiny. <coughs> you could call it a trajectory that the planet's on, that the world is on, that our hearts are on, that our being is on a very huge trajectory that we are aware of a very, very, very little, little bit of it, a little bit of it. So we fight and we resist and we get very angry and we really put, turn ourselves into a knot, a big knot. It, it seems as if from the Zen point of view, that the outcomes, every outcome would be very different experientially for us if we took a different attitude toward it, a different point of view about it. And actually, as we keep sitting over the years, I don't mean over a day or two, but over the years, it's inevitable. We have to see, we see that an outcome only lasts one moment, one second, and then there's another outcome that arises as a result of that. And then a moment later, something else arises <laughs> as a result of that. Or maybe it's not a result of that, but they just keep arising. Moments, moments, moments keep arising. Very fascinating. To me, as I, as I watch and as I sit, it, it sometimes looks like, oh, I couldn't have had this moment if I hadn't had another moment that happened before. I couldn't have felt compassion if I didn't suffer so much a few moments before. I couldn't have known what someone else was going through if I didn't go through it as well. Or perhaps my, my insight wouldn't have been sharp enough if I hadn't gone through many other kinds of moments. This isn't linear that I'm saying one thing leads to another necessarily. 
But I would say that each moment that arrives is just as it is, boom, like a little raindrop on the roof, boom. That moment is perfect in and of itself because it's what's here. And if we receive it that way and enjoy it even or, or welcome it, then it will quickly morph into the next moment. It'll leave. Moments don't remain unless we hold them there, fight them, resist them, get embroiled in a moment, get fixated, get obsessed, which is what we do, unfortunately. And then when, as soon as that happens, we can't really see any, any outcome. We can't understand. We can't participate in a, in a beneficial and in a healthy way. We're all tied in a knot. Our mind closes down. And for all purposes, we're not even really there anymore. We're not there. We're not available to life or to one another. How interesting. How interesting. Do you know, let's, let's move this topic or this discussion over a little bit to relationships. Because, you know, relationships, close relationships, distant relationships, whatever they are, our relationships really are, are the best teachers in the whole world for us. They're great, great teachers. Whoever comes into our life in a relationship, they really, what happens between us is the teacher. It's so fascinating to look at it that way. We have so much to learn in relationships. But usually we don't view it that way. We have so much growth available. We have so much love available toward the other person and toward ourselves. And even beyond that, we have so much of an opportunity to see clearly, clearly what the nature of this world is and what we're doing here when we enter relationships. But of course, for most of us, what a relationship is is a way to stay safe, a way to be approved of, a way to control life, a way not to be alone, that dreaded feeling of being alone, which many, many more are experiencing these days, being maybe a little isolated. We don't want that. We don't want to experience anything like that. So we'll do whatever is needed to keep that relationship going. We'll lie We'll manipulate, we'll maneuver, we won't be true to ourselves or to the other person. We'll do anything we can do. And then, of course, we want that person to do the same thing. We want them, it's like, you keep me safe and happy and I'll keep you safe and happy. And that's what we normally call a relationship. Nobody can, we don't want any outcomes in the relationship that will be jarring or painful or nerve-wracking. Anything but that. We don't want that. We don't want the person to step out of the role that we've placed them in. We put people into very clear roles. This is how you should behave. This is how you should behave. This is how I'm going to behave. And then we begin this prefabricated dance. It's all, it's all planned out. It's a prefabricated dance based on our roles, based on our culture, based on our conditioning based on our expectations. And if we do it well, we say, well, I'm a good person. But where, where and when does love, real love, true love, simple love, respect, space, when do, where does that break through? 
Where does it have a chance to break through in that kind of a prefabricated relationship? And that's really why we feel so lonely, because we don't allow the truth to break through a moment of real connection outside of our roles and games, a moment of real seeing one another and truly accepting and being with the other and being the other. We don't allow that. Because then we would not have a predictable outcome. We wouldn't be safe. However, if you view every moment (laughs) as a perfect moment, a perfect outcome, say the person scowls at you. Wow, look at that. I'm experiencing scowling. Just experience it. Don't judge it. Don't take it personally, as if it means anything necessarily, like a knife in your heart. No, 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 no. That person is just scowling. It's coming from them. Can you accept that person with all their true moments just as they are? If you are willing to, and if you can, the world is your limit. That itself, that itself is love. Rinpoche. Trump Rinpoche said a beautiful thing. He said, generosity, real generosity, is simply really accepting the other exactly as they are. I thought that was so beautiful, beyond beautiful. And what he means is allowing every outcome, every moment to be perfect, as it is for that moment. It's not going to last forever. It's just a moment. That's all it is. The scowl is just a moment in the wide, wide tapestry of your relationship. But somehow we'll take that scowl and grab at it and wipe everything out and go into battle because of it. But if we could just see it as perfect, that person scowled. That was perfect. I needed to see what a scowl was. They needed to scowl. All perfect, perfect moments we are engaged in. Whether we like it or not is irrelevant doesn't matter. Life isn't based on I like this, I don't like that. Because one minute we'll like this, the next minute we will like something else. So what? What we like will turn into something else anyway, another moment, and we'll dislike it. So you cannot base your life on liking, disliking. That will, again, tie you into a huge knot. So what we do here as we do Zazen and in Zen practice is like and dislike away with it. Just learning to experience whatever comes to us each moment perfectly as it is and allowing it to come and allowing it to go. The next moment come. So I think I must have said this many, 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 many times already, many, many, many times, but that's okay because we We have to hear things, I mean, I do, I'm talking for myself, over and over and over again. Repetition is one of the hearts of Zen practice. We do the same thing over and over. We sit down, we get up, we take a cup of tea, we walk, we pay attention to our feet. Same things over and over and over. And yet each time we do it, it's different. Each now That's a wonderful teaching right there. Each time we do it, if we're present to it, if we're awake to it, it's different. And, it's, and we're more available. And it's fascinating to 
to see that because then we're getting a taste of the true nature of outcomes, so to speak, and of the world that we live in. So we don't feel so fixed and stuck in one spot and so frightened. Sometimes an outcome comes and it's very frightening and we don't see this. It's only going to last a few moments and then there'll be another outcome. That outcome will lead to something else. And something else will lead to something else. So just be present for all the outcomes and all the moments. And thank you for listening. Thank you so much. I love hearing from you. You can reach me at topspeaker at yahoo.com. Appreciate the opportunity to share with you very, very much. And have a beautiful, beautiful day. Um, the URL for the podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And again, have a wonderful day. Bye.